This is Conversations with Corliss, the leadership podcast that gives you real and authentic advice that can help you change your life for the better. Here we will listen to stories and have conversations with people who are just like you, people who are chasing their dreams and making them happen. Your host, Corliss, is a modern-day purpose-driven leader. As an entrepreneur, she has developed a multi-million dollar business, leading thousands of people to discover their potential and reach their personal goals, all while balancing the responsibilities of raising her three children. She is a powerful, inspirational speaker, a certified success principles coach, and the founder and CEO of Corliss Co. Consulting, Incorporated. Hi, everyone. This is Conversations with Corliss, a real leadership podcast. Here we will talk about all the things it takes to bravely lead the life you deserve. Welcome to the conversation. You may have guessed it. My name is Corliss, and I created this podcast simply because I want to help people and make a bigger impact. You see, one day I woke up in my 40s and realized time stands still for no one. I found myself coasting through life feeling unfulfilled, and deep inside, I knew there was more to me than I was living. I went looking for answers, and I found them by listening to inspiring people and having meaningful conversations. That is what we will do here for you. Whatever you are looking for, I am glad you are here. Aging has given me the invaluable insight that we should make every moment count. It's time to take charge of your life, to rise up and be all you can be. This podcast is meant to help you do that. So let's get started. Hello, friends. Well, I guess most of us aren't friends yet, but I do hope we will be after we share in meaningful conversations through this platform. I thought it would be a good idea to begin this podcast by introducing myself. This moment is actually quite surreal for me as I reflect on my past. You see, most of my life I had low self-worth, lacked confidence, and was defined by what others thought and said about me. The fact that I am here, ready, willing, and able to have public conversations is a testament of how far I have come and that it is not too late to become the person you are meant to be. It is why I believe the past doesn't define you, it's prepared you for what's next. It has all served a purpose, and when you use past experiences to help others, you will feel your life matters and begin to believe that all things happen for a reason and have served a purpose. As a young girl, I was taught many things. I really am a girl from the farm. I come from humble beginnings where I learned my basic core values. Work hard, have faith, Family is everything. Never give up. Be honest and do the right thing. I didn't have nice shiny things growing up and believe me, I spent most of my early years wishing I had and being envious of those who did. I didn't recognize I came from a world of love, even though I did. I have truly amazing parents. I mean that and we are very close. I feel very blessed to have been born to them. But growing up from a child's perspective, I decided some things about myself that weren't true. I often felt lost in the chaos of a large family, like a burden and another mouth to feed. We didn't have the tools and information that is available today. There wasn't access to the internet and how to build self-esteem wasn't easily accessible. There wasn't podcasts with positive teachings. There was just do the best that you can with what you know. So that is what we did. 
I felt misunderstood. Deep inside, I knew I was meant for something bigger, but the people around me didn't see it or understand it, which made me more confused about who I was. As a troubled teen, I rebelled and left home, landing me in all kinds of bad situations. I didn't feel loved, so I went looking for it from outside sources. I needed validation, and I thought the only way to get that was through other people. I married before my 20th birthday, believing that I would live happily ever after. Well, as I reflect on it now, healthy relationships are created only when two healthy people come together, which we weren't. The next 20 years involved more chaos and heartache than I can count because that's what lives in dysfunctional relationships. But this became the norm. It became normal to just survive my life. What I mean by surviving my life was, I just made myself keep going no matter what was going on or how I felt. I put on a face and focused my efforts on being the best mom and succeeding in my career. I needed the outside world to see I was a success and I was trying to prove my worth by earning recognition as how I measured how good I was was based on society's measuring stick. There were many blessings within it. I am the mother to three amazing kids. I love them so much and quite honestly, they gave my life purpose first. Even when I fell into depression or felt worthless, my love for them kept me going. As an entrepreneur, I was driven to succeed, and with each career achievement, I was recognized with free trips and awards. Such amazing blessings. I was able to experience the things beyond my wildest dreams through travel and lavish gifts. This opened up a world of possibility for me that I had never seen before. It also helped me feel I was important in some capacity. Each time I advanced in my career, helped someone else reach a goal, or was recognized for an accomplishment, I temporarily felt good about myself, inspiring me to keep achieving. It was during this time I was on a mission to figure myself out. I didn't understand why I felt so empty and alone. Being an entrepreneur in direct sales, well, actually being an entrepreneur in any capacity really, challenges you to grow. It is a personal development program in itself. I was learning gifts. I was developing talents and skills. And sometimes I would believe I was valuable and that I really was meant for big things. But reality always seemed to hit to shake my belief. Something soul-crushing would happen in my marriage, or I would suffer a massive setback in my business. I would have to pick myself up over and over again, and it was so hard mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and sometimes even physically. My life was like a roller coaster. I would read personal growth books, desperately trying to figure out the answers. Like somewhere within the pages, I would figure out what was wrong with me and why things never felt right, and why I only had moments of actual happiness. I recall spending my summer vacations reading self-help books on the beach while the kids played. There was another mom hanging out often at the same time, year after year, and she would watch me read those books. Then one summer, I was introduced to the fictional series called Shopaholic, and when she saw me reading it, she excitedly said, it's so good to see you enjoying a real read for once. I was surprised because I thought everyone was as dedicated as I was to personal growth and understanding. I was on a mission of self-discovery, and it didn't even occur to me that my commitment was stronger than others and to enjoy my life as it was now. My marriage came to a sudden and permanent end just after my 40th birthday. I found myself living in a two-bedroom apartment with my three kids. 
My home office became the closet that was intended to be where one would keep a small deep freeze, and each night I would make a bed on the floor, wondering how I was middle-aged and in this situation. I had an unwritten plan, and this was definitely not how I envisioned my life. My business was on the decline, as was my income. I knew I had a long road ahead with settling my divorce, and I had no idea how I was going to survive it all. After the kids would go to bed, I would have a little pity party in my closet office, drinking wine and listening to the fight song, trying to gather up the courage to make an explosion, as the lyrics of the song say. I was playing victim in my own life, and nothing would change as long as I was. It turns out the end became the beginning for me. I was humbled to take a good, hard look at my life and accept responsibility for it. I was humiliated to have everything that I worked to hide now publicly gossiped about by other people. My facade was now revealed and I had to face, with humility, my life wasn't perfect. But the good news was, there was nothing more freeing than owning that. I couldn't grow in the relationship I was in. I realized I was looking for approval from everyone outside the person I needed approval from, that of course being myself. In this humbling experience of losing it all, I was forced to face my fears and accept myself for who I was, imperfections and all. I accepted I wasn't perfect and either was my life, and instead of seeing that as a failure, I found freedom in it. I stopped blaming and complaining and took responsibility for my life, that it was my choices that had landed me here, and when I did this, something magical happened. I became free to be. I started leading my life instead of life leading me. Through this low point in my life, I was gifted with an opportunity to recreate my life. Have you ever had moments when you look back and you recall just how big those moments were? Well, I have two that come to mind on this topic. I was in a little cabin in the woods, flipping through magazines, trying to make a vision board. I'd only been separated for a few months and I wanted so badly to get a solid plan in place of what was next. As I was flipping through, I was getting so frustrated as I literally couldn't see any images I wanted to cut out. I had a vision for my life and it had fallen apart. Now I just couldn't see where to go next or what I wanted. My life as I knew it was gone and with it all my hopes and dreams. Then this little ad came up. It said, first after 40. And suddenly I realized that I didn't know what I wanted for me because I had lived most of my life for everyone else. My goals were about making everyone else happy. My kids, my husband, my neighbors, even strangers that were judging me. I didn't know what I wanted because I had never taken the time to discover who I was. Acknowledging this to myself, I understood I couldn't get direction because all of my hopes and dreams had been based on pleasing someone else, and I hadn't taken time to see what I wanted or even enjoyed. In that moment, I went from sadness to excitement, thinking about this stage of my life could become about trying things for the first time, and that I could now live a bit more for me because I was free to do so. The second moment of my life-altering change came from a few years after our restart. We landed on our feet. I bought my very first own home at 41 years old. My kids were doing all right, and I finally started believing we were going to be okay. 
I had been loving trying new things and had decided to start my own coaching company as one of those new things. I had always loved my career and I didn't want to leave it, but I knew I didn't want it to be the only thing I had done in my life. I had read a quote that said, nothing changes if nothing changes. And as part of taking responsibility for my life, I was in a different mindset as I approached things moving forward, recreating my life. I was driving along the highway with my son in the front seat. I thought he was on his iPad, not paying attention. I was feeling very inspired about my new company and I had so many ideas flooding my mind as to how I can inspire people through my workshops, classes, and conferences that I had begun recording them into my phone whenever they came to me. It is said that purpose is an incredible alarm clock. Well, that certainly was true for me. I connected with how I wanted to help people and it woke me up in a way that I had never felt before. As I was recording my random thoughts, a phrase came out of my mouth. I said it again, out loud, and then I said, that sounds like a good book title. My son, who I thought wasn't listening, said, that's really cool, mom. I laugh even thinking about it now because I said to him, it is, isn't it? I think I'll write a book. I had never thought about writing a book, nor that I had enough to say to write a book. I didn't even know I knew enough to write a book, but I went home and did what most people do when they don't know how to do something. I googled how to write a book. I ended up enrolling in Jack Canfield's author training. Jack, the man I had followed for years, the co-author of Chicken Soup for the Soul and the author of Success Principles was going to teach me how to write a book. This began a whirlwind of amazingness, which landed me in his home in Santa Barbara, California, only five months later for his mastermind, and now I am a certified success principles coach, but more on that story later. When I look back, this was an important turning point in my life. I wanted something to get excited about in my life. I had been feeling depressed about where I had landed, so I decided to do something about it. That meant I was looking for answers instead of accepting what was. As I was recording my thoughts, I said the words, midlife is the best life. I had been so sad that my family was now broken, my kids didn't need me the same, and my career wasn't as fulfilling as it once was. The more I focused on all that wasn't, the sadder and more depressed I got. When I started seeing it differently, that now I had experience on my side, more time because my kids were more independent, more money that I did when I was a younger adult, and that I still had my health and lots of life to live, that I decided midlife could be my best life. With a shift in what I focused on, my whole life changed. It turns out that the book didn't keep the title, Midlife is the Best Life. It became Lead Your Life, How to Live with Purpose, Passion, and Confidence so it could support all ages. But that phrase will always be special to me because it helped me shift how I saw my life. The real messages I want you to get from these parts of my story are, first, mindset is everything. Because your thoughts are creating your results. Because your thoughts create your feelings. And how you feel will cause you to act. And how you act creates your results. This means that your thoughts are creating your results. Secondly, attitude is so truly important. How you view your life is a choice. And although I'm calling it number three, it's probably most important. You must accept responsibility for your life because when you do, you are empowered to change it.
When you own your life, you are keeping the power within you instead of giving it up to something or someone else. This is where I became the leader in my own life, and it's where you will too. I know you have a story because we all do. We all have had highs and lows, and everyone is facing their own challenges and has their own burdens to bear. But what I also know is that we have choices as to how we deal with it. We don't control events that happen, but we do have a choice as to how we respond to it. It is, and it is in our response that we can change our outcome. And that is why this podcast was created. I found my answers to so many questions as I watched, listened, and learned from other people. Sometimes that was in person, other times it was in a book, and over the recent years, it's been through listening to podcasts. Through coaching and facilitating classes and speaking from stages, I have learned that although we have different circumstances, we are all the same in many ways. Everyone loses their way in life sometimes, and even when life is good, there is always another level to discover. Everyone has things that happen that they don't expect, or things happen that are unjust and truly unfair. Life can knock us down, that is for sure. But the past is a place of reference, not a place of residence. Your life to this point has armed you with incredible gifts to become more of who you are meant to be. I know with certainty, you have potential you haven't tapped into yet. You are bigger than your circumstances and you are more than any one situation. You are here for a reason and you have a choice each and every day to get up, rise up, and show up to lead. You're here for a reason, you matter, and where you are at at this point is where you're at. I believe it's right where you're meant to be. If you want a life of purpose and more than just survival, you are in the right place here with us. We all have insecurities and self-doubt at times, and sometimes we don't know what we want. It is this thing called life but you don't have to go it alone. Each week, we will give you a tool, this conversation, to reference so you can grow to the next level of you. Together, we will learn and become more so that we can do more. These conversations are intended to help you do just that. It is the why behind the creation of this and the purpose to it all. Even though your life is different than mine, I know in my heart that we rise to lead our lives by inspiring, lifting, and supporting each other. I hope you will share this podcast with your friends, family, co-workers, and even your mature children. We will have real conversations with real people, and they will offer you real advice to lead your best life. And I know you deserve it, and I hope you know it too. Thank you for listening and for joining the journey. It's going to be so much fun. If you enjoyed this episode and it brought you value, make sure and share it with a friend or screenshot it and post it to your Instagram story or Facebook, tagging me at Corliss Co. I know the most precious of all commodities is your time, and I want to thank you all very much for spending this time with me today. Remember, you have the power to lead. Know your worth, embrace your value, see you have purpose, and be the leader you are meant to be.